Welcome to the Northern Local School District Positivity Project podcast, where we focus on the 24 character strengths inside each of us and teaching the other people matter mindset to help make our communities a better place to live. Welcome back to the Northern Local Positivity Project podcast. I am Clint Rhodes and I will be your host for this week's discussion. I hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving and was able to enjoy some time with their family and friends. This week on our podcast, we're going to be talking about the character strength of humility. Humility is also referred to as modesty and it aligns with the parent virtue of temperance. Along with forgiveness, prudence, and self-control, uh, the Positivity Project defines temperance strengths as those that help protect us from excess. And I would also say that they are those strengths that help keep us grounded. So once again, thanks for joining us, and I hope you enjoy our conversation this week on humility. And joining me this week for our discussion on humility, we have Mr. Jay Hickman, principal at the middle school, and assistant principal, Mr. Kirk Washburn, both joining me to talk to, talk to everybody about humility and what it kind of means, what they see um, humility within the middle school as our kids in elementary grow up and move on to here and then uh, we'll talk about some other stuff as well so thank you for joining me guys thank you for having us thank you so the first question I have is for you guys is just what is the first thing that comes to mind when you start to think about the word humility uh, first thing that comes to my mind uh, with that term humility is um, a single term and that's selflessness um, when you then look at the definition of humility. I think you see that within uh, the definition of the term. It is, it is just doing uh, what is needed. Um, if someone is in need, um, giving a positive, positive attitude towards uh, someone on uh, any given day and all that you do, just, just that term selflessness to me wraps that up. Humility to me goes uh, two different directions. Uh, it's either dealing with defeat or dealing with success. I think humility is easily demonstrated in successful situations when uh, you reach out as far as the open arms can go and you include as many people as possible, even pushing them to the front when you celebrate success. But at the same time, you take that same group of people and those same two arms and you push them to the back in defeat and adverse situations. So humility is when you embrace success and share it with others. Uh, humility is when you handle defeat by taking the responsibility and moving the others to the back. Thank you. That's kind of one thing I thought about, too. Um, humility, a lot of times, we kind of tie it in with the sports mindset a lot, and we'll mention that here in a little bit. But, you know, you started talking about defeat and success and things like that. Obviously, our response in those circumstances can show whether we have a humble heart or not and that can make a big difference in how we affect our teammates or other people around us so very good point um, according to some of the studies that we've talked about and one of them was really the foundation of the positivity project it talks about how the american society has overemphasized individual self-esteem to the point that narcissism is up 30 percent since the early 1980s and narcissism is correlated with the feelings of being entitled, have a feeling of entitlement, and a belief that my own failures are simply a result of external factors. It has nothing to do with me. It's somebody else's fault, and that's why I failed, or that's my 
my uh, attitude when it comes to things like that. Have you noticed that sort of change over the years of your working in education, working with young kids? Have you noticed a change in that sort of attitude from less of a humility type of attitude to more of a narcissistic type of mindset with your students? Within the world of education, uh, the answer to that is yes. Um, you tend to see an initial reaction from someone and in most cases in times of um, a mistake made or an outcome that takes place that is not necessarily um, one in which was the goal in that instance the mindset is to initially and instantly go to the reasons for that and most of them being external factors uh, so yes dealing with <coughs> Uh, thinking of my day-to-day -day with our youth and uh, choices they make and when the results of those choices or consequences of those choices are negative it is their first instinct to uh, resort back to who else was doing something similar or so-and-so uh, was involved as well and our focus in our positions in education is is to I guess building with this humility is that responsibility of every action we take or every choice that we make in our lives will have a consequence um, and you got to be willing to accept that consequence whether it be a positive one for positive actions or things you're working hard towards a goal or negative outcome to maybe a poor choice um, so so yes uh, very evident um, so we see this daily within within our schools but it is also something we we try and teach and that uh, so the term for today humility that responsibility taking responsibility for your own actions I would also agree that I have seen an increase in entitlement over my years in education um, I, I think general rate through our generations as parents as educators we want more for our family more for our students than what we had um, and quite often we we send our students our, our children down paths that w we feel they will be successful in um, and in doing so we take away the opportunity for um, you heard me say it earlier failure um, I think failure can be a great motivator but a lot of us don't want to put ourselves, our children, our students in a position where they might fail. So I think entitlement becomes an even greater understanding in a child's mind. And uh, I, I, yeah, I have seen a major increase in my years in education. Uh, the last 26 years, entitlement is increasing. I'm surprised to be honest with you that it's only at about 30%. I, I would even think it could be a little higher. Yeah, I think something we hear a lot about um, with the millennial generation, a lot of times we hear that entitlement type of attitude. And I think, you know, you guys in your role, uh, myself at the elementary level, just trying to help kids to understand that things just aren't going to be handed to them all the time and what we can do to build that humility side of things back up so that kids don't feel like they deserve a trophy for every tiny little thing that happens and uh, or that it's somebody else's fault if something doesn't go their way but helping them understand you know the teamwork side of things last week we talked about gratitude and just being thankful for all the things that we have I think plays a role into building up that 
humble attitude as well. So thank you for your insight there. Um, a lot of times when thinking about the word humility, um, I feel like a lot of times it's looked down upon as being weak. A humble person's kind of looked at as uh, not being strong enough to stand up for themselves or their, their accomplishments and things like that. Do you agree with that type of attitude? Do you agree with that's the mindset a lot of people have when it comes to the perspective of a humble person? No, I can honestly say that I do not agree that uh, a humble person is a weak person. I would hope that they are not looked upon as being weak. I think it goes back to one of the first things I said there. Uh, a humble person, a person that is able to demonstrate humility, reaches out and, and pushes those forward that deserve credit when things are going well and uses those same arms to push people back when things aren't going well to take that responsibility. In all honesty, um, when, you, when you're looking to see if, if you're doing things right, what the perception is, there's only one perception that matters, and that is the perception of the individual looking at you in the morning uh, when you're looking at the mirror or in the middle of the day or in the evening. Uh, that person that's looking back at you uh, through the mirror knows if you demonstrate humility and if you're a humble person or not. And if you're a humble person and believe in yourself, that opinion of others viewing you as being weak doesn't really matter. Um, as for that, that statement there, humility sometimes looked down upon as being weak. Um, I, I myself completely disagree with that. Uh, I, would, I would say the opposite. Humility, um, doing what's right, being selfless, um, all of those things that we, that we dig into within character development of our youth. It takes a strong person um, in today's society, in the day-to-day um, -day life that our kids are living through, um, as we're trying to teach them those things. Like I said, it, it takes a strong person to stand up for those beliefs or um, morals that they might have. Um, it it, it kind of goes back Mr. Hickman mentioned something earlier um, that got my attention as for the narcissism with our, within our families, within our culture. We don't want to see our youth fail. Um, I think that has maybe taken a turn down the um, wrong path in that now our youth's mindset is they are afraid to fail. Um, and something I've read a lot on and have been a believer in is that, that that's where we learn our biggest lessons in life is through failure and so um, I guess to get back on topic the the humility there um, looking back looking down on as weak no um, but that again is something we need to educate our kids on um, just like the the failure or the fear of failure um, and getting them to realize those are those are part of being the, um, the young adults that we hope that they all become. Yeah, very good point. I like the, th the part about, you know, kids being afraid to fail or failure being looked at as a negative thing as well because absolutely we can grow from those failures and it can be something that um, can build us up and make us even stronger down the road in whatever circumstance it really is. And then thinking of humility for myself, obviously we're talking about it as a character strength and I think having a strong sense of humility um, is just that. It's a great strength to have because you don't have to prove to everybody else that you're successful. You don't have to prove to everybody else that you're really good at 
such and such sport or at math or whatever it may be. You recognize your strengths, you recognize your weaknesses, and you're comfortable in your own skin with who you are. Um, and that's absolutely a good strength that can take you a long way. So when we look at the, the definition that the Positivity Project gives us for humility or humble person, it says it's a person who does not seek the spotlight. They let their actions speak for themselves. Based on that definition, why is humility an important quality to have? And I think we've hit on it a little bit, but I don't know if you guys had another, other options or other opinions on uh, what you think that might be. Why is it an important quality to have? I think another word, another term we can bring into our discussion today is modeling. Um, humility is easily judged, defined, viewed by others and how you model yourself, the actions that you take uh, here daily in our operations. Um, I, I would like to think that we model humility, rather it be kneeling down to pick up books that someone has accidentally dropped in the hallway, rather it be grabbing a, a mop and cleaning up to help the custodian out in, in the cafeteria one day, rather it be putting on the gloves and helping to serve uh, food because we have a cafeteria worker not here one day, rather it be covering a classroom. Um, I think modeling and demonstrating humility, um, doing whatever it is that's better for everybody else is something that our young eyes, our students, look upon. They see it modeled, and uh, hopefully uh, they learn from and, and pass it forward themselves. I know both of you have been involved in sports most of your lives. Mr. Hickman was actually my basketball coach back in high school, so I really think back fondly on those times and thinking about um, life lessons learned in that regard, and I'm sure each of you and our listeners can as well think back on sports-related things and how they have taught them things like humility. Um, however, um, there are many examples of professional sports athletes or stars that we look at today who are humble, but often we focus or we hear about the ones who maybe don't have that strong sense of humility and they're more seeking the spotlight. They're wanting everybody to look at them, um, kind of the diva the diva receiver mentality that they want the ball all the time and it's everything's about them. Why do you think it is uh, part of our nature to focus on or celebrate those athletes who are more self-centered and wanting the spotlight than the ones who are willing to do the behind-the-scenes type of work? I think due to all the media attention that naturally comes with being an athlete today, our, our modern hero, to say, our modern warrior, uh, going clear back to gladiator times, that human need for entertainment. Um, I think that athlete that draws that much attention to themselves, uh, it, it seems as if it grows exponentially. And, and the sad part of it is, is that our youth, and not just our youth, but our society in general, young and old, get caught up in those individuals that are magnets for media attention and it's easy to lose sight of what it is to be humble um, we almost modern and through our modern society we almost make light of or emulate actions uh, rather it be through vocabulary dress mannerisms of those individuals that are just the opposite of what we want to see and humility in what it is to be humble. 
Um, as Mr. Hickman alluded to, I see a huge just a, a shift in the focus within our media. Um, and in today's world, that media is everywhere. Uh, it's in our, in our students' hands at such an early age. Um, it's, it's at their fingertips on a daily basis where it used to be. Uh, you, we get this information from a newspaper, which you would have to either subscribe to or, or make a purchase of, and reading those stories. And, and with that, I don't, I don't believe the news was always um, portrayed in, in focusing on uh, these types of situations or stories, but it, it has become a part of our society, which that is a fuel uh, that it sells. And that's what people are able to then read on or hear about the negatives going on uh, throughout, throughout the, in this case, sports world, and that becomes the focus, sadly, and you hear very little of, of the positive um, why that is, I, I have my opinions. I can't give a, an exact answer to that, um, but I know it is negatively impacting what our uh, youth see now as these so-called heroes or what we used to view as these role models. Um, and a big, a big part of it is, is the money side of things, sadly. Um, those are, that's what sells, like I, like I had mentioned. Um, teaching humility is is a huge huge focus I know within our elementaries um, trying to bring that into character development within our middle school um, and again just understanding it goes back to doing what is right no matter who is looking um, that's that's the adage the old saying of character is when no one's watching um, and it, it, it's not the things we do in life cannot always be for a personal gain. Um, I believe that you g actually gain more out of those selfless acts and simply doing things because they're, they need done. One final question I have for you guys. Um, it's kind of set up here by a quote that I have that our kids will be looking at this week, and it's actually from C.S. Lewis. And he said that humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. As you kind of think about that um, quote there, what do you think are the differences between those two concepts? Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. I think it goes back to uh, that mindset of, of selflessness. Um, we always tend to evaluate, I know at least I do, um, and it's just human nature. You, you, you're, you think before you act in most cases. We're, we're taught that at a, at a young age. Think before you speak, think before you act. We continue to stress that now um, with our current students, with this generation. And so in that, you're always thinking of yourself. Um, but with humility, it, it is not, like I had mentioned earlier, it's not what you do in this life is not always for personal gain. It cannot be. If, if, if that is your sole focus, then the important things that you need to be happy in life, in my opinion, um, relationships uh, with with family, friends, loved ones, um, those things go to the wayside. And it's just simply um, being selfless and trying to help in any instance that you recognize. Um, and in a roundabout way, those provide you with personal gain. That, that being humble, having humility, will provide those 
um, those positives in your life, but in the in, in doing so, you're also helping those around you. Um, so I think the difference between those two is is just not being selfish. I know Mr. Hickman and I actually recently had a conversation with um, that being something we evaluate often. Everything we do, what's best for kids, um, what's best for um, our teachers in this building, um, in our in our role at home, in my personal life, what's best for my family, what's best for my children. It is those are all selfless thoughts, and that is where thinking of yourself less comes into play there. Um, but but it indirectly impacts you as well. So it's just that, that term that I began today with is selflessness. Yeah, I can, I can continue with what Mr. Washburn has, has said there, and, and we have these deep conversations all the time, and as he stated earlier, we got into this conversation today actually about selfish, being selfless, um, and we get into these conversations that the, the students in this building are, are our children, and, and we want to uh, we want to have an influence on each and every child in this building, just as we do our own children at home. And uh, it can be very difficult. And as I read the statement, humility is not thinking less of yourself. I think I want to stop there before that comma. And and my mind is. Uh, my mind's telling me right now humility is not thinking less of yourself because I think when you begin to think less of yourself, you lose confidence in who you are as a person. And uh, it's a scary fine line because if you can't lead yourself, how can you ever expect yourself to lead others? And, and that's something I think about all the time. And I think the following uh, half of the sentence, it's thinking of yourself less I think that's a great reminder in that uh, I keep picturing what we were talking about earlier where, the, where I was making the reference to your arms being wide open. Um, I think it is very humbling to know your position and not see yourself in front of a crowd again when things are going well, but putting yourself in line with everyone else or having the confidence in yourself to take a step backwards and give credit to others. So I, I think there is a fine line here. Humility is not thinking less of yourself because you don't want to lose confidence. You don't want to model to others that you don't have the confidence. It's just thinking of yourself less, which means if I'm thinking of myself less, then I'm creating space and time to be thinking about others. I appreciate both those insights. Very, very good thoughts there. You know, the idea, you know, Kirk kind of hit on of, um, almost the, the thought of the whole is greater than the parts. You know, what we add together, if we're all thinking of each other, we're going to be more successful. And if everybody's out to just do what's best for them in their own mind, but if we come together, that teamwork side of things, uh, humble ourselves to realize what we're working towards, you know, that the kids are what we're here for mentality. If we all get on board with that, we can be so much more successful as a team than just trying to pull our weight in all separate directions because we kind of want uh, – things to be focused on our own own goals or agendas um, final closing thoughts if you guys have any just kind of examples of a person that you know has a strong sense of humility or any situations that you could think of um, that you'd like to share just as a closing thought um, when asked that question a handful of people went in my mind um, the two gentlemen sitting with me 
Mr. Rhodes and Mr. Hickman and working with them um, very closely in our day-to-day -day work. Um, again, the focus of what can we do to better our students, um, both, both academically and personally. And then obviously um, adults through my adolescent time, childhood, whether it be family members, um, my grandfather, or I can name a couple of teachers that I had um, during my time of school that modeled that, going back to the modeling. I think that's, that's huge, uh, having our kids today see what that is, what humility is, what all these character strengths are. Um, but to give a couple names, I jotted this down, that our youth can relate to, at least I hope most of them can, um, from a movie. My, my son, who was four, he gets on these kicks to watch a movie for two to three weeks at a time. And his latest um, kick is Charlotte's Web. And um, the final scene of that movie with the web uh, that Charlotte had created, Humble, I think there are two characters and others along the way that are brought along. Um, again, because those two characters, uh, Charlotte and Wilbur, model humility, model that humbleness, that selflessness. So those would be the two names that I would give, which are characters that hopefully our youth can resonate with from a story they know, and that's uh, Wilbur and Charlotte from Charlotte's Web. It's kind of funny here is as I'm thinking about the question, my first thought was uh, somebody that's in the public eye, somebody that's a star, somebody that influenced me when I was young. Um, and then as I was sitting here listening to Kirk, I start thinking probably the greatest influence, the greatest example of somebody that's humble and demonstrated humility to me in a, my daily life is my grandfather. Um, but not everybody, you know, had an opportunity to meet that man. So you, you said and you think in the public eye. Um, I, and I'm going to go back to another deceased individual, and that would be John Wooden, the legendary basketball coach at UCLA. And I, I just enjoyed growing up listening to him speak. Now I read his books, watching his teams play. And he was always the first, well, not always the first, he, he was the only individual I remember at a young age that talked about everybody around him. I mean, he's a legendary basketball coach, Hall of Fame. And he, he once said that, you know, you can't, you, you can't win without talent. So don't give me too much credit. I'm surrounded with tremendous talent to be a successful basketball coach. But at the same time, you can lose with talent and I, I think it was a very humble statement of him to know that his success as viewed by others was dependent on everybody around him um, but it, it's a great question and I, like I said I think the mind can go two directions is it a personal question are you thinking about somebody that was close to you in your life or do you instantly go to that star that you see on TV and, and try to define and and look for examples of humility. It, it's my hope that if people, especially the children in our building, the adults in our building, think about it long enough, they go the personal route. Who is that one individual or that small group of individuals that, 
that emulate, that demonstrate that model humility. <laughs> humility on a daily basis. Thank you guys again so much for joining me and just uh, grilling those tough questions because I think humility is a hard concept to teach, um, but modeling it is probably the easiest way to do it. And trying to do that um, from our positions is something I think is part of uh, just where we're at. And it's just something that is kind of required for us or of us. And then just modeling that to our staff and families and parents as well and just helping that to be something that becomes more of just a natural thing for our community and not so much of the looking at me attitude. And I guess one final thought I had is Jay was kind of talking about basketball and things like that. I think one of the quotes our kids will be listening to or hearing about this week comes from Tim Duncan. He said a very similar thing about how he's surrounded by so many other talented people. And I think you think about the Spurs, if you know basketball, follow NBA, that's almost like their mentality is – uh, we may not be the flashy stars, but we're going to work hard as a team and put our own goals and aspirations aside, our own stats aside, and we're going to humble ourselves to be the best team we can be. And I think Tim Duncan's another one of those examples of somebody that kind of lives that lifestyle of just putting other people first and humbling himself to for the greater good of his teammates and everybody else around him. So, again, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate your time and your insight and just all the hard work you do here at the middle school to – to help lead and direct our youth um, into mindsets of humility and other things that are strong character strengths that I know you guys model and teach on a daily basis. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about humility. And as your kids come home and sit around the dinner table this week, just ask them about humility and what it means to think of others first. And then please join us next week as Mr. Ed Wolfel talks to us a little bit about the character strength of kindness. <laughs>